are you all tucked up in bed? Up in bed? Have you got your warm jug of cocoa by your side? Good, good. It's time to hug your pillow. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the pillow, the pillow hugger. Hello and welcome, my name is Rob Vanston and I am the writer and creator of The Pillow Hugger. We now approach the halfway mark with the third episode of His Arms Resistum, the continuing story about a couple who move into a new flat and purchase a painting to decorate the wall, only to find that they get more than they bargained for. So please grab that pillow, hug it tightly and enjoy the next instalment of His Arms Resistum. His Arms Resistum, Part 3, written by Rob Vanston, narrated by Rob Vanston. Ange was restless that same night and couldn't sleep, and to be honest, neither could I. The pair of us lay awake in bed staring up at the Victorian ceiling. I don't like it. I didn't like it when you bought it, and I don't like what's happening with the dogs, Ange said. I want rid of it as soon as. In fact, I want rid of it first thing. Do you hear me? She was not happy, and I couldn't blame her. The painting was beginning to freak me out too. This confirmed Ange hadn't imagined it then. I didn't want to part with it as I still had that weird sensation I had when I first set eyes on it in Lewis. It had always been there, but just at the back of my consciousness, and since earlier that evening the feeling became overwhelming and something inside me was wanting to keep the damned painting as if it had chosen me. I'm not getting rid of it. It cost me near 500 quid, I replied, hoping she would see sense, and besides, I continued, we were both tired. Perhaps we thought we saw the child's eyes closed, a bit like mass hysteria except for the two of us. My argument fizzled out sheepishly. Are you mad? We both know what we saw. You even turned pale like that day when you bought the sodding thing, she retorted. Perhaps we only thought we saw it because we wanted to as a way to ease our minds about the dog's strange behaviour, I said. I don't care. I feel uneasy with that thing in the house. It feels possessed. I can't believe you still want to keep it, even after seeing those eyes closed. Images and paintings don't change. I could hear her voice tremble slightly, so I cuddled up behind her, placing my arm underneath hers and rested it between her breasts. I just want it gone, out of the flat as soon as possible. It creeps me out and unsettles the dogs. I'll see if someone wants to buy it online, I replied, not wanting to do what I said, but hoping that karma. It was some time before we both eventually fell asleep. The dull thuds woke us up. We both sat straight up in bed. Ange had a worried look on her face. The glow of the alarm clock eerily bathed our room in a red tinge. The two dogs were already awake and sat up silently. We had let them sleep with us for the night. Neither dog barked and this worried us. Ange looked at me and I knew what that meant. I quickly found my dressing gown and clambered past the dogs to go see what the thumping was about. As I stepped out of the bedroom, the thumping stopped. I knew where it was coming from and this sent my heart into the pit of my stomach. The only sound I heard now was the thumping of my own heart beating furiously. off together. It's just a painting. Carefully, I prized the office door open. Almost gagging in the process, the rank smell hit my nostrils instantly. A thick odour that resembled the bins across the road almost made me gag. There was a slight saltiness to it, a pungent smell of rotting fish. As I opened the door further, I could hear a faint gurgle coming from... coming from the wall? That was impossible. The room was small. Chair, daybed, bookshelf, wardrobe, writing desk. And what's more, our room was on the other side of the fucking wall. 
If I could just open it further, I thought I would be able to see inside clearer. The slow screech started as I pushed the door ajar. Shit, oh shit! I panicked and quickly closed the door, and I swear to God as I did this I heard a loud wet slap thud against the wall and slither about. My heart was beating like a steam train. I felt beads of sweat form on my forehead. I didn't see Ange appear next to me, and this made me jump too. There, there's something in there. Call police. Oh God, there's something in there. Each word forced out between breaths. Ange wasted no time and was already on the phone. I began to open the door once again. The curiosity was too much. I had to know who or what was in our new home. Please, please, we, we, we think there are intruders in our flat. No, we're still inside. Yes, I can get out. My, my partner went inside to see what was there. Said there was something. The, the door was closed. What, what should we do? The panic rising in the voice. Ange rushed past me, looking at me to come. Are you coming? Ange gasped to me. I need to know what's in that room. I said, realising it was stupid to even go inside. Ange gave me a look which I'll never forget. The dogs quietly walked past as they all left the flat, leaving me behind. I had to know but knew if I stayed, Ange would not be happy. The main thing was that they were safe for now. The thumping started again. An intense feeling came over me, wanting me to enter that room. I really wanted to. I really fucking did. The urge. Oh God. That feeling again of some centrifugal force pushing me towards... But I don't know what. I had to resist that urge. I don't know how long I stood in front of that door. Minutes, hours, could even be a day. Who knew? The police came later that night and said that when they entered the property, I was just stood there in a trance, staring at the door, motionless. Their report stated that when they entered the room, there was nothing disturbed and that there was no one inside either, and that any intruder would have had to exit the same way they entered. This led the police to believe that they entered through the window via a ladder. I disagreed with this, as when I looked out the window that night, there was no one about, or any visible ladder. But the thing that freaked out the police was that thick smell. Two of the officers threw up outside, said the stench reminded them of a mortuary. Even stranger still, the same two officers swore they saw some of the starfish in the painting slide across the pane of glass in the window of the picture. The inspector in charge put it down to the smell, possibly some sort of gas interfering with their senses, possibly causing nausea. The last thing that struck the officers as weird was a strange curling slime coming from the centre of the painting which, as one officer wrote in his report, looked like it had been made by one or several leathery wet whips, leaving lash marks splattered around the edges. This podcast was written and produced by Rob Vanston, me. The Pillow Hugger podcast theme tune was composed by Jack Mayhew, with additional music supplied by Slipstream and sound effects by freesound.org, with artwork supplied by Connor Griffin. All the details are on the website, so check them out. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, non-derivative 4.0 license. Please head to creativecommons.org for more details. You can put that pillow down now.